T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And welcome in, everybody. Sports Daily on KFH. Glad to have you on board with us today on a Friday. Always busy Fridays. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Castor alongside you here. Jad Chambers producing for us. We'll bring in our buddy Paul Savage to make some picks today for the weekend. We'll go through 10 popular college football and NFL games over the weekend, as we always do here on the show. Uh, we have Matt Henderson to come on, talk about the second round of the high school football playoffs. Now that's coming up in our second hour. And Trey Wingo joins us again here on Sports Daily to dive into some of the most interesting things happening in the NFL. Jam-packed Friday edition. Tommy, good morning. Happy Friday. How are you? I'm doing good, Jacob. A lot going on today. We've got uh, quite a bit to get to. And, um, you know, I always feel like Fridays, especially this time of year in general, is busy. But Fridays takes the cake. Looking forward to it. Yeah, Fridays we always kick around ideas before the show, and really Fridays just sort of handle themselves. There's not a whole lot of wiggle room that we have in this. KU played an exhibition game last night. Uh, we can talk about that. Probably won't talk a lot about what you see on every national headline right now, and that's what Kyrie Irving thinks about anything. Don't really care, quite frankly. Uh, don't feel like that microphone needs to be any larger. So uh, 869-1240 if you need to touch on that. We probably won't. Um, let's start with KU hoops real quick, Tommy. They play last night. Bill Self addresses the, you know, elephant in the room after the game about the suspension, basically just owned it, says he doesn't, doesn't like it, but he thinks it's the right thing to do. Uh, we've seen some other things come down the pipe on all of this. It looks like if I had to guess and put money on it today, I would think that KU will probably have maybe slightly more than what they self-imposed, but nothing of the great fear we've seen the you know kind of the verbiage from the committees and everything they don't they don't want to punish the kids now for what happened in the past yeah I didn't really expect that we were going to get a whole lot of information out of him um you know he addressed it he's a very honest briefly. guy yeah I mean he, he is he, but he, he mentioned he's you know that he can't say much because of right. an investigation and everything but he generally will give you what he feels 
Right. But in this regard, I mean, this deals directly with himself. And, and this is the first time in, in 20 years that he's not going to be coaching the team for a handful of games. So I didn't really expect there to be, you know, any sort of enlightening information or him to go on record talking about anything regarding uh, the investigation or the committee or anything like that. I mean, it was very much like, hey, I'm I'm in agreement with the, the penalties that we imposed upon ourselves and uh, we'll take the punishment. We'll move on. Um, and so that was really all I expected from him. And that's pretty much what we got. Yeah, he was he was he talked about it after the game. I think he was more interested in talking about and and I think. Look, he's excited for Norm Roberts. This is a new team, though, and he's going to miss some early opportunities to coach them. I think that early adversity can bring a group together maybe sooner than you'd like. But in that game last night, I think if you're a KU fan, you saw exactly what you wanted to see. You saw the two guys coming back, and I heard Bill Self talking to Brian Haney before the game right here on KFH that – Dewan Harris and Jalen Wilson were were clearly the two most improved players he's seen so far this year, as would be expected. Those are the two most experienced guys stepping into the largest roles. But that's good to hear that those two have taken those kinds of steps, and they showed it last night. Wando had 10 assists, right, in an exhibition game, and Jalen Wilson had 23 points to lead scores. So that's good. That's exactly what you want to see. And the other big thing that we'll want to see this year is how quickly— Grady Dick can acclimate. Man, I got to tell you, he looks great right now. 20 points. He was down there. He had a play uh, on a rebound, like a one-handed putback on a rebound. That's okay. He looked like he looked at sunrise. Grady Dick, man, is he's going to be real good right out of the gates, I think, Tommy. I think he's going to be a key contributor, and it may not take long. I don't know if I think he'll be the best player on this team. But I think there's a real good chance he is, and that's not taking anything away from anybody else. It's just the versatility of his game and his size at the position he'll play. He'll almost always be able to get his shot from the outside, and he can wreak havoc a little bit down on the inside coming from a guard position. He's a unique player, and he looks like he's ready to roll. Yeah, he's the best pure shooter that Kansas has had. Uh, probably since uh, Svi Mikhailuk, he's probably the best one uh, who can actually just, you know, get into position, put up a shot, and you know it's going to be pure. Um, he did that several times in the exhibition game uh, last night. Um, just the quick release that he has in shooting the basketball, we saw that throughout his time at Sunrise, uh, and we saw it for the first time last night in the exhibition game. Um, I feel like, you know, Grady Dick came off the bench last night. Uh, I, I can't imagine... That's going to happen pretty regularly you know, once we get into the regular matter. season. It doesn't matter I, it doesn't if it matter. does or it doesn't, yeah. Well, true, but I, I do think that um, you know the, the longer that he's with this team, um, and, and I know freshmen with Bill Self, and right. you know it takes some time to get them into that system and understand the way Bill is going to coach them and, and all of that, uh, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Grady Dick in the starting lineup uh, when they start off the regular season. That being said, uh, I want to go back to something you mentioned right at the very at the very top when you said KU fans saw everything they wanted to see. I don't know if I would go that far. Uh, the Jayhawks fell behind twelve nothing to start <laughs> well, okay. the game. Yeah, I'm um, sorry. You it, know, I, when you look at the game after it was done, you saw everything yeah. you wanted to see. Yeah, uh, they, yeah, that they was came interesting. Out of the, 
yeah, they came out of the gate really, really poorly. Um, you know, really no energy, looking flat on on both ends of the court. Um, and really, I think the glaring issue, and this is something that Bill Self has discussed multiple different times throughout the offseason and then coming in, uh, you know, over the last several weeks, media day and that sort of thing, is the the deficiencies that Kansas has in the post. And that's something that is going to be really, really important. And I noticed that, you know, credit to Jeff Boshi, uh, head coach at, at Pitt State, former Jayhawk, uh, because he had his team ready to go and he had a game plan. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if you you realize this or noticed this, Jacob, but there were multiple times that he had all five guys defensively away from the post. Like they didn't have anybody down low. It was let's go, you know, go out and attack the shooter on the perimeter um, and let's make sure that we don't let Kansas shoot from deep and we'll let them have, you know, something in close because they don't have anybody to do that right now. And so that was the game plan early on. They got off to a, a great start. Pitt State did. Um, and, and I would I would venture to say that the longer it takes for Kansas to develop that, um, we're going to see more and more teams attack them defensively that way. Well, they will, and it's going to take some time. Can K.J. Adams play that position? I'm not sure. He's going to be the guy, though, I think, early on that they really lean on. Uh, Ernest Uday, I don't know. Zach Clements, we'll see. He's a Sunrise guy, too. We'll see if he can develop and play. The, the problem is they have really good you know, power forwards, essentially, but who can, if anybody, step into that center spot? Can one of those forwards do it? Are they really going to lean on Uday? I think that they're going to play around it. I don't think all of a sudden they're just going to have this dominant force at center this year. Um, it just, I just don't know that it's there. And that may take some time for them to figure out how to do that, but I think that they can. Look, there are plenty of great teams in college basketball that don't have true centers, right? Kansas has been fortunate in that it has had that for what feels like 10, 15 years now. I don't know that they have it this year, and that, and it'll be okay if they don't. They just got to get there and figure out how they're going to play, as you as you talked about, not just offensively but defensively, right? Like how do you now change what you do defensively without that big presence down there constantly, which has always been such a big key. As far as starting and not starting, I mean, Grady Dick played the third most minutes on the floor. Greg Marshall used to always explain that well when I first started here because – you would always be like, well, he's he's starting or he's not starting. And it was always, who cares? Like, look at the minutes after the game. Like, who's playing the most? doesn't matter when they play, when they come off. Right now, Grady Dick, I would imagine early. Well, I, I would think, actually, I, I do think he'll start pretty soon. I'm just trying to think back now stylistically. But it won't matter. I He will be one of the five guys that gets the most minutes. Where it, Whenever it is that he comes into the game, he will be that. And I, I think he's very he's going to be one of those super freshmen that the whole country is talking about. Um, and it's really cool to see, too, as, as we've been able to follow his career so closely here and what he's been able to do. Yeah, I don't know in the post. We'll see. I mean, there's a lot of time to go, and they're not going to have Bill Self there. So that's going to be interesting over the next four games to see how they work around that. Um, Tommy will – just sort of run through headlines here. We'll try and spend a little time on the Chiefs before we get to all our scheduled segments here today. Um, Chiefs-Titans, you know, that that's where we'll go in the next segment. World Series, though, let's finish out this first segment quickly. World Series, that was a pretty uh, great, entertaining, high-energy, high-level game last night. The Astros got the win. I felt like there was more pressure on the Astros to get that win. Now, obviously, the pressure switches right back around to Philadelphia as they go down to Houston, and they've got to win two games in Houston. Um, 
and the next one will be Saturday and then Sunday. They get Zach Wheeler. They get their guy in the next one. Uh, Framber Valdez goes for Houston. Phillies, what what are you giving them on a chance? To, I, we thought seven-game series felt right anyway. I still I still feel that way. Um, chances to win, 40, 60? I don't uh, know. I, no, I think it's less than that. I give the Phillies a 25% chance to win both no. games in Houston. And, and I think that it's been pretty apparent, pretty clear. I mean, everybody is excited about the Phillies and has been, you know, throughout the entire postseason. I think the bottom line is that while Philadelphia may be the more exciting team, Houston is the better team. They're, they're the more complete team just in general. They were the uh, best team outside before. of L.A. all year, though, right? I mean, that, absolutely. That, yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that everybody got caught up in in, you know, Philly fever. And, and I don't blame them. I mean, I was, too. It was it's exciting to watch watching Bryce Harper make his way to the World Series. And, you know, all of the the exciting players with that Philly has and, you know, seeing the, the Wichita State guy, Alec Bohm and what he's been able to do um, has been really fun to watch. And. The bottom line is the Astros are just doing Astros things. Um, you know, they they had great pitching, of course, two nights ago with that combined no-hitter. Justin Verlander got his first World Series win ever last night, uh, which I never thought that would happen after his, uh, his history in the World Series. But, you know, overall, I think it's pretty clear that just from a complete unit, the Astros are the better team. Right. I, I think that's fair. I think that still may, doesn't guarantee they'll win the series. Well, both games uh, are in Houston. I mean, you know, and so no, I know. The, I, I, I'm. I don't think it's. I think it's a little better than twenty five percent chance, but it's definitely advantage Houston. I just mean that yes, Houston is the better team, but the Dodgers were the best team in baseball this year, and they're not standing there. So that doesn't mean everything in the baseball postseason. What impresses me the most about Houston, and disclaimer, I hate Houston, um, is that after Philly came out and just bombed them. What was that game three? Yeah. Um, they didn't even flinch. Like, okay, that's a game. See you tomorrow night. Like, that's that resolve is what impresses me about Houston. Um, I, I think probably that's you, – you can't – people don't want to give baseball managers a lot of credit for some things. I think that's something you can give Dusty Baker credit for um, is the way they just don't care, man. They just – they are so laser-focused each and every moment of a game, it seems like. That Philly is going to have to have a special couple games here. But, I mean, the reality, too, is in any situation, can Philadelphia win two? Can a baseball team at this spot win two games in a row on the road? Of course they can. And and they got to just go out and do it. And it's going to be because they likely it's going to be because they hit a bunch of home runs and they get some good starting pitching. Um, and they got their guy on the mound in game six. That's what you want, right? They've got their guy going. Zach Wheeler. This is the spot they'd want him to be in. This is why he's there. It's why they lean on him the hardest. You get through that, and then you just all bets are off. We know when game sevens happen. Like, you just throw it all out the window. Game sevens can get weird and wild, and we'll see. Got to get it done, though, in Houston. That's going to be tough. All right, 869-1240. We'll come back. We'll spend a little bit of time on the Chiefs here, and then we'll start to make some picks. We've got Trey Wingo coming up in the second hour to talk about NFL storylines. We've got Matt Henderson coming up in the second hour to get us caught up on the high school football playoffs around the area. It's all coming up, a jam-packed edition of Sports Daily. We'll have a giveaway, by the way. We'll do that in the next segment. So uh, Marvel fans, hang in there. Coming up in the next segment, we're going to give away some tickets to the new Black Panther movie, a sneak preview. That's coming up here on Sports Daily.
Welcome back, everybody. Sports Daily on KFH. Big Ball Rock Tommy Caster here with you today. Uh, got some picks coming up. Coming up at the end of this segment, we're going to give away uh, some really cool movie preview tickets to the new Marvel Black Panther. Looking forward to that. Tommy, we've, uh, we talked earlier in the week briefly, kind of getting ready for... Uh, kind of getting ready for what we're going to see out of the Chiefs this weekend. And I, I just, this is going to be an interesting game to me, and we'll, we'll make our official picks, but as we just sort of set it up in this segment, I feel like this is either going to be a Chiefs blowout or it could go wrong. The Titans have a great history against the Chiefs. I don't think we can ignore that. But that's just one of about 50 factors. Andy Reid's coming out of a bye week. Uh, the Titans' pass game is almost non-existent this year. Derrick Henry looks great, though. The, like, there's there, there's all these things, um, but those are really the only – like, either the Chiefs will dominate this game or it could go sideways on them. Uh, yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. I, I don't think that – I can't find a, a, a scenario in my head where – you've got kind of a predicted script for this game to play out. Now, maybe it will be because we know how great uh, Andy Reid is coming out of a bye and the extra time to prepare and all of that. But, um, uh, you know, I, I tried to put it out of my memory, but it wasn't that long ago. It was a year ago, right, that the Titans beat Kansas City 27-3. to 27-3 uh, took down Kansas City. It's a little bit of a different team for Tennessee this year than last um, but yeah, I mean, that's recent memory. We're not talking about a decade ago. We're talking about a year ago. Uh, and so th- th- there are, um, there are concerns that I have coming into this game. Um, I don't know. It's going to be really, really interesting to see how it plays out. The, the reasons that Tennessee have won these games either. We say the Titans are different because they are, they don't have AJ Brown. They don't have Corey Davis, but those guys haven't been the reason that they've had success against the chiefs anyway. So at its foundation, that all still is there, right? Derrick Henry. And the Chiefs have had, I think, a good game, maybe two, over Derrick Henry's career since 2016. But the Titans have had far more good days, and Derrick Henry has had far more good days against the Chiefs. It It is, though, the Chiefs' opportunity in coming out of a bye week. We know how well they play right out of the gates in games. And when they can script things out. And and I do think that with that opportunity, like how important is the coin flip in this game, right? Get that ball first, go down and score. Do whatever you can to try and limit Derrick Henry's impact on the game. And to me, the best way to do that is to get up 14 nothing, Just right out of the gates. Just, just make the Titans feel a little bit more pressure to try to open up their offense. I don't think the Titans are as good as they have been, yet they're 5-2, and two, and this is just sort of what happens with Mike Vrabel's teams. We never think they're as good as they are, and then all of a sudden they have 11-12 wins at the end of the season. Yeah, and let's talk about Derrick Henry a little bit uh, with what he's done in the past against Kansas City. It was a year ago, that game that the Titans beat the Chiefs 27-3. to Derrick Henry was limited to three yards a carry. He had 29 carries, 86 yards, and Kansas City kept him out of the end zone. Uh, the last time they played back in 2019, that was the big game that Derrick Henry had against Kansas City. 23 attempts, nearly 200 yards on the ground, 188 to be exact, and two touchdowns. So it's been kind of up and down as far as what Derrick Henry can do against Kansas City. Um, and, and so I think that that's important to to. Um, understand as we move forward on this is that 
there is that strategy that you and I talked about earlier this week about stacking the box, taking everything away from Derrick Henry and letting or at least allowing Tennessee to try to get something going through the air. And, you know, I would say that it would it be fairly uh, it wouldn't be surprising at all if they were unable to get any, anything going through the air. It doesn't look like Ryan Tannehill, um, at least right now, is going to play. I don't know. If, I mean, I don't know if you've seen anything differently, but it looks I, like I haven't. He hasn't He's got a bum knee. I think Malik Willis may, even though I don't, I don't think Malik Willis is ready. I think singularly right here, he may make it more challenging to defend them, just because. At some point, they could just let him run and almost run like an option-style offense. Now you got to worry about both of those guys because Ryan Tannehill's not really being effective either through the through the air. So, you know, if Tannehill's banged up at all, I mean, if I'm the Titans, I just put Willis in there and design some runs for him too because he's an incredible athlete. Also, I don't know. We're I, I but I do feel like we're reaching a little bit. It's. It's and I've heard the national vibe on this game is the Chiefs are going to crush them, right? That like, oh my God, this is such a good matchup for the Chiefs. Well, guess what? That was the national vibe last night too with the Philadelphia Eagles and the Houston Texans. And guess who didn't cover? Right? The Texans were very much in that game. The Texans covered the spread. This is another big spread like that. Granted, the Chiefs are at home, but the Titans are better than the Texans. We saw what the Titans did against the Texans last week. They they destroyed their souls. So. If the Titans can get going what they want to get going, that's a dangerous recipe for the Chiefs. And while that may not seem likely right off the, you know, right off the surface there, anybody that's watched this series over the last six, seven years knows it's absolutely possible because it's happened more often than it hasn't happened. So I, I do feel like this is a semi-dangerous spot for the Chiefs. They absolutely should win this game. They're the better team. But it's one of those matchups that could leave you scratching your head. And never forget, this is the NFL, and the Chiefs, healthy, were capable, healthy-ish, were capable of losing to the Colts. The Colts, the Colts, with Matt Ryan earlier this year. Anything's anything's possible. I don't know. We'll pick it coming up next. It's a, it's a game that we'll pick. Uh, let's do this, and then we'll get Paul in here, and we'll make some picks. Let's give away some of these movie tickets here. Uh, so this is cool. This is going to be... Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Boulevard Theaters in Town West, Thursday the 10th at 7 o'clock. You'll be there for a sneak peek at that movie. So Marvel fans, here you go. Jad, let's give away a four-pack today. Uh, 869-1240. We'll do that for the third caller during the break. We'll get Paul Savage in for some picks. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, a four-pack. Going to our third caller starting right now. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, here we go, everybody. Welcome back. We welcome in our buddy Paul Savage. We're going to make some picks. Um, Should be fun. Jad's got the receipts. Congratulations to Mike in Clearwater for uh, winning those Black Panther Wakanda Forever tickets. We'll do that uh, each and every day here on the show until we get to next Thursday when that event is. Jad, you got the receipts. Yes, Lightness on how last week went quickly. We don't need to spend a whole lot of time on this. Just <laughs> take, like real briefly, we'll just take your let's time. Just run Jad. through this thing. Take your time, Jad. <laughs> well, what I can say about. Uh, uh, the picks this week is that uh, Jacob uh, four and six, so not great, unfortunately. Mm. Uh, mm. T- Tommy, you broke even at five and five. Okay, so you done good there. Uh, Paul, right. seven and three. So, what'd you say? Say that again. Paul, you had the best week at seven and three. Hey, well, how the heck that happened? <laughs> I mean, for guys' sakes, I, I thought my name was Tommy, but I guess I'm wrong. Well, you did jump over Tommy in the uh, overall. St- oh no! Wait a minute, you're tied with Tommy. Oh, we're tied in the overall standings. Oh, that's there we go. That's right. You're both at All forty-two right. and thirty-one. Okay. I live Let's, for these uh, moments. We got to get to some picks. Here. I live for <laughs> these moments. We're in game seven today, right here, baby. We're in game seven. I love it. I think I've got you. You're looking. You're looking over your shoulder, Tommy. I can sense it. I can feel it. Hey, we'll see how this week goes, big boy. You guys done? <laughs> yeah, everybody, we're, everybody we're get, done. Everybody get out of their system? Okay, All we're right, good. good. Let's let's pick some games. All right. Uh, this is the week for me. This is the week. Uh, Texas Tech at TCU is where we start. We like to pick Big 12 games. TCU trying to keep things alive, trying to stay unbeaten. A little bit of a hiccup last week, but they got it taken care of. Eight and a half at home this week against Texas Tech. Uh, you guys can lead us off since you're leading the way. Tommy, what do you think about this one? Well, I want to start off first by saying, Jacob, I'm I'm surprised how bad you are at this. Um, I feel like well, I'm listen, here's, you've had here's a long the qualifier. career in sports, and you're really bad at this. Here's the qualifier I'm going to give on this. I pick what I think are the hardest games for us to pick. These are not the games that I'm actually betting in my actual betting Knock on wood, every piece you can find. I'm having a pretty good year, but not here because well, I picked what hey, I think are the hardest games to pick. That's the funny thing about it is that these are games that you're picking. We're not picking them. You're picking, and you're really bad. Uh, I'm but going that through being said, and finding the tough ones. Here we go. <laughs> that being said, looking at this game, TCU and uh, Texas Tech, um, you know, I think TCU wins this game, but that line is pretty big. And Texas Tech with Joey McGuire, you know, they're – um, they've done some crazy things this season. They've looked really, really good at times. Um, I think that they can keep it within a touchdown against TCU, so I'm going to take Texas Tech to cover. Paul, what do you think? I think that is fantastic, and I'm, I support you on that pick. However, TCU is still a pretty good team playing at home. TCU, sometimes they're good, sometimes they're not. This is an easy pick. This may be the easiest college pick of all of them. I've taken TCU. I'll go ahead and give you eight and a half. I've taken TCU. Uh, I'm with you, Paul. I'll take TCU. And I think it's simply because they're at home and Tech's on the road. Dang and it. that's been a factor this year for both oh, of these teams. Geez, so that just, now eight I don't and a half, I don't, I don't like more than a touchdown, but I, it's going to be tough for me to take Tech there on the road. All right, Baylor and OU. 
Paul, you can start us here since it's your Baylor Bears. You you giving oh. them three and a half to go into Norman to get that win? Well, let's see. Going to OU, I bet that's tough in itself. OU's still a talented football team. They do have some players. And I think they've still got great coaches. Uh, you know, as much as I, I think, actually, I'm torn because I think OU covers. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and take Baylor. How can I not? Baylor has served me well. I don't think they've let me down but one time so far this season. So I think it's like, what, 6-1 and one with Baylor, 7-1, and one, something like that. So I'm going to go ahead and take Baylor and uh, go ahead and take the three and a half. I'll take the three and a half. I got Baylor. I think, think with an asterisk that OU got things figured out after they got walloped by Texas. They also got their quarterback back. And since then, they beat Kansas, and they were impressive for a long time in that game. And then they went to Iowa State and beat the Cyclones by 14. That's a place a lot of teams struggle, and Oklahoma didn't struggle. I'm going to take the Sooners. They had a bye. They've got time to think about it. Baylor, uh, you know, that was a relatively high-intensity emotional game for them last week. I'll take Oklahoma at home coming out of the bye, and I'll give three and a half, and I will qualify that with that's what I'm actually going to put money on this week. I like oh. Oklahoma here. Tommy? I had something written down, then I crossed it out, and I wrote something else. Uh, I Just from listening to both of you guys, I'm trying to figure out which one of you made the most compelling argument. Uh, Paul, I'm going to let you be on that island by yourself. Thank you. I'm taking OU to cover and simply put, they're at home. They're back in Norman. Uh, and I don't know if they've got everything figured out. I wouldn't quite go that far, but I do think that they can win and they can cover against Baylor. Yeah, it's a, it's a good one. I, I do like that game. And Baylor's surprise is this Baylor's equipped to go on the road for sure. All right, uh, I'll start us here. It's Oklahoma State. It's KU. This line has moved. Tommy sent me this, and this is interesting. KU is now favored in this game. I've scoured the internet. There isn't any reporting that I can find solid either way on who the starting quarterback for either one of these teams is going to be. It's really interesting, though, because the line moved to KU. Um, I think there's probably about the same chance Jalen Daniels plays as Spencer Sanders plays. Oklahoma State, they were embarrassed against K-State. Man, I think this is a great opportunity for KU, but I don't like the line. I don't like the movement. I'm going to take the point and take the Cowboys. Um, and and it's this is a total coin flip. Don't actually make any bet on this until you see who the starting quarterbacks are going to be. I'll just assume that they're both starting, and in that scenario, I'll take Oklahoma State. Paul? Boy, I'll tell you what. I just wish I knew which Oklahoma State team was going to show up for this football game. That's, that's, that's what I really want to know, and I don't know. I really don't know, which makes me want to take KU. But I'll tell you what, I'm not sure they've they've taken some steps forward, but they've also taken some steps back. This is a tricky game. I'm not really sure which one to do. So I'm just going to go off the off my gut feeling, and I'm going to go ahead and take KU. I don't know if it's right, but they're at home. It's a home game for them. Uh, boy, oh, boy, this, this game I have no feel for. And I am insecure, but I'll go ahead and take KU. There's no way to have a feel for it until we know who the quarterbacks are. I was going to take KU until the point spread flipped the other way. Tommy, what do you think? You know what? I think that I I can be secure in this. And, Paul, I can lend you some of my security in this game. Well, why didn't you let Uh, me go first before you, for guys' sakes? Right. Since, Since you're so insecure, I don't think it matters 
if it's Jalen Daniels or Jason Bean at quarterback for Kansas. If Spencer Sanders does not play, and I don't know, my gut tells me that he's not playing. I think otherwise we probably would have heard that uh, as the week has gone on. I don't think it matters who starts for Kansas. I think the Jayhawks have an opportunity at home to not only win the game, but let's not forget they win this game. It might be their most, uh, th- their best chance to win a game over their last four to become bowl eligible. There's a lot on the line in Lawrence. I'm taking Kansas, and I'm going to go ahead and give the points. I, I am making this predicting Spencer Sanders will play. The last quote I could find from Gundy was, hopefully Spencer will play. Uh, so I don't know what that means. Uh, I will say this, though. I think Kansas is capable of winning this game, absolutely, no matter who plays quarterback for Oklahoma State. it just They just are at home coming out of a bye week. I really do believe that. So that'll be a fun game. I think that's that game's going to be fun this weekend. If Spencer Sanders doesn't play, I think KU is in great shape. Great shape. Uh, all right. Tennessee at Georgia, that's the big one this weekend. Um, Tennessee... Getting eight points. Tommy, I think you're first up here. You taking the points, you taking the Bulldogs. Yeah, so Tennessee, they have uh, looked really good this year. Josh Heupel has built a great program for the Volunteers. They're on the come up in the SEC for sure, but yet Georgia is still at the top of the mountain. And while I think it'll be an entertaining game, and while I think that Tennessee has the, the potential to be not just a really good team, but a great or even elite team in the country. I'm still giving it to Georgia at home. I'll give the points. I think Georgia covers. Paul, what do you think? Well, that's an interesting take. I mean, I mean, after all, I mean, Georgia let me down last week. A 22 and a half, a 22 and a half uh, point advantage over Florida. And they cover, do they cover? No, they score 22. Nope. No, 22 and a half. That keeps me from being eight and two. That just kind of irked me a little bit. So I'm off the Georgia bandwagon just for that. I'm taking Tennessee. Tennessee's better than you guys think. I don't know if you've watched them on television, seen any film on or anything, but I'll tell you what, Tennessee's the real deal. I'll take the eight points. I like that. Yeah, I'm going to take the eight points too. I think they're both the real deal. Um, I think this could be a slugfest. I think this could be one of those games that sort of slogs along. The over-under on this game is high, 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 66-and-a-half. Uh, I'm actually taking the under in real money bets. Uh, but in, in the spread of it, I, I agree. I think Look, I think Tennessee's for real, and I think eight points is a lot of points. It's not that I don't think Georgia's for real. It's just that you're betting on Tennessee actually being pretty good when you get more than a touchdown. So I'll take the points. I'll take Tennessee as well. UT at K State. K State. Uh, this so this is interesting, and I'll and we'll go by what I sent this morning, which was two and a half points. But I believe that line has moved in the last hour down. Uh, no, it's still two and a half. Okay, so it is still two and a half. So K State two and a half. I'll start us off here. I, I like the Wildcats on the money line, but I'm sure going to take the two and a half points. Um, I, I'm less worried about the quarterback position, obviously, than I was a week ago. And I think they're fine no matter who plays quarterback. Texas stops running backs. That's a factor. K-State's defense has to play like it did last week, but I think K-State can win this game. I'll take the points and the cats. Tommy? Yeah, I'm with you. I don't think it matters if it's Adrian Martinez or Will Howard. I think either one of them can be effective, and we saw what Will Howard did a week ago against Oklahoma State. Uh, and then, of course, Deuce Vaughn is there offensively to to give them that spark throughout the game. And defensively, Kansas State looked outstanding a week ago against Oklahoma State also. The fact that they're home dogs, it's been surprising all week. 
Um, and so I'm absolutely taking Kansas State, and I'll take the points. Paul, what do you think? A chance for an island here. I'm going to be an idiot. This might be the dumbest thing I've done since we've been playing picks uh, since the beginning of this year. Don't but- worry, Paul. You've done a lot of dumb things. <laughs> well, thank you for noticing. I'm very proud, too. My, and my mom's proud, too, on all the dumb things I do. But the dumbest thing I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and take Texas. And here's yep. why. Not because of football reasons, not because of who's quarterbacking for K-State we, or wh- whether Texas will be able to stop the run. But you see, I'm in the lead right now, fellas, and, and leaders lead. Leaders do things. Leaders take chances. Leaders will gamble for, a, for, for what's best for them. I'm taking Texas because I'm the leader and because I can. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, it's, it makes sense. It's fine. You're, you're taking an island with a really good Texas team. Why not? I mean, hey, it can, makes... I, can I clarify real quick, Paul? We're tied for the lead. You're not in the yeah. lead by yourself. You yeah. and I are tied for the lead. Hold on. So clarification. Tone it down Jad, a little bit. Jad, clarification? No. 40, you're, yeah, you're, you're tied with 42-31. Yeah, I'm yeah. not leading. That's right. Oh, well, maybe I want to change my – no, I'm not changing my <laughs> – No. <laughs> I'm staying right here. Bet's made. Bet's here we made. go. Bet's made. All right, let's go to the NFL now. Uh, Chargers at Falcons. Paul, you can lead us off on this one. Falcons getting three at home against the Chargers coming out of a bye. What do you think? Well, I think this is going to be one of those games where, as with many NFL games, it's a go-ahead and pick them. I think I'm going to go ahead and take the Chargers uh, on the road and uh, let the Falcons have those three, but I'm going to go ahead and take the Chargers. Okay, Tommy, what do you think? You know, the Falcons could win the division. I mean, it's just as simple as that. Um, They're in a position to um, be able to continue to to gain ground on teams like the Buccaneers and, um, you know, of course, the Saints. The Panthers are are way out of it. But the fact that they're they're dogs at home right now, I'm going to go ahead and take the Falcons to cover. All right, I'll break the tie. I'll go Chargers coming out of the bye. Um, I'll, I'll just, Austin Eckler's been so good, and the Chargers are just, decimated by injury at receiver so it's going to have to be josh palmer and gerald everett but i think it'll be i think it'll be austin eckler i think they need a statement game and they've got an opportunity here to make one going all the way east though has been trouble for them in the past all right bills and jets bills didn't cover that number last week by the way everybody against the packers can they do it this week tommy jets are getting 11 and a half at home what do you think you know i we all hate double digit spreads it's as simple as that but the fact that the Jets don't have Brees Hall, uh, man, it, it, it's difficult. Um, I'm reluctantly going to take the Bills on the road, and I'll lay the points. Paul, what do you think on this one? Well, we know the Jets are struggling. They've they've got some injuries that are that are are really devastating to that team. And I understand it's 11 and a half points. I understand they're at home, but I also I'm going to join Tommy. I think that's I think it's fairly wise. The Bills are rolling. They're a good football team. Nobody's going to be shocked to see them in the Super Bowl. Uh, Tommy, I'm jumping on board with you. I'm going to go ahead and take the Bills. Yeah, I'll. T- you know what? I- I'm on the fence on this, and for the simple reason that I'm playing from behind here, and I need something. I'm going to just take the island. I'll take the points. I mean, honestly, like I don't. <laughs> 
I, I get it. I, I don't. I get it. I, I don't have much else to go on. I need. I need the. I need to make up the ground. And eleven and a half at home is fine. So for that reason and no other, I'll take the Jets and and probably lose another game on you guys. Uh, all right, Raiders at Jags. We continue with AFC West teams needing to make a statement. I'll lead us off here. Jags getting a point and a half at home. Man, the Raiders were just embarrassed last week. Jacksonville's been struggling a little bit. Uh, Tyson Etienne's been really good though. I think the Raiders have got to have a bounce-back spot here. I think they have an opportunity to do it. I think they'll take that opportunity. If they don't play angry here, I don't know what to tell you, Raider fans. I'm going to take the Raiders in a bounce-back spot against the Jaguars, going coast-to-coast and going against the grain on all those things they tell you never to do. I'll take the Raiders by a point and a half. Paul? Well, I'm going to go ahead and take the Jags. It's a long – you are right. It is a long trip. It's a a, a long day to get there. I mean, I – I get everything you're saying, but I'm not convinced of the Raiders being the old Al Davis Raiders. I'm just not convinced. I'm going to go ahead and take the Jags. Tommy. Yeah, I'll break the tie. Um, Could Josh McDaniels be fired if the Raiders lose this game? I'm not sure that there is a more desperate team in the NFL right now than the Las Vegas Raiders. They've got to have a bounce back. I think that McDaniels is firmly on the hot seat. I don't know if necessarily he'll be let go mid-season, but it could very well be a one-and-done for him. They've got to get a win here. The Jags, uh, we had flashes of them looking fairly solid earlier this season, but they've cooled off quite a bit. I'll take the Raiders, and I'll lay the point and a half. All right. Uh, interesting one there, uh, for sure, and what could be a dud game. Rams at Bucks, two teams that need to make a statement here. Bucks are favored by three. Tommy, you can lead us off on here. Um, coming out of a bye, what do you think? Yeah, the Rams are far from being the defending Super Bowl champions at this point. Um, They just don't look good at all right now. And Tampa Bay is in need of a bounce back. They need to get their season back on track. There's been a lot of drama surrounding Tom Brady, as we all know. But I think that this is an opportunity at home for Tampa Bay to sort of silence everything for a little bit, get back to football, get back on track. I'm going to take the Bucs and I'll lay the points. All right. Uh, Paul, you're up on this one. What do you think? Bucks, Rams? Which direction? Well, I think Tom Brady's got a lot of distractions going on in his life right now, and he's such an integral part of of that particular football team. And we all understand what happens when we have distractions in our life, particularly from the point of what we have to do for a living and what we want to accomplish. Uh, For that reason, I'm going to take the Rams. This is not necessarily having to do with football. It has to do with life. And I'm going to go ahead and take the Rams because there's some distractions going on in Tom Brady's life. Man, you guys have a lot of picks um, in a lot of different places. I'll break the tie. I'm also going to take the Bucks. I just feel like I just feel like they're better um, anyway. I feel like they're a better team right now than the Rams. Neither team's playing well, so that's not really a factor. I just think the, the, the Bucks have you know more weapons to get it done, so I'll take the Buccaneers, break that tie that way. All right, we end with the big one. Uh, we end the hour with the big one. Titans at Chiefs. I'll start us. Chiefs minus 12 and a half. I think this could go sideways or be a Chiefs blowout. I'll lean Chiefs blowout coming out of the bye. I, I guess I'll take them to cover. I would never bet this in real life. Uh, maybe I will because it's Sunday night football. But Chiefs minus 12 and a half, I'll take it. Tommy. Uh, yeah, I absolutely positively hate this line. I hate it. Uh, and I don't, uh, I don't have... Really a lot of faith either way. It's 12 and a half points. That's a lot to ask of Kansas City. 
Uh, man, I'm going to reluctantly take Tennessee. I think the Chiefs will win, but I think the Titans can cover that. And Paul, what do you think? Well, I just want to point this out, that I think that Malik Willis is going to be a great quarterback. Uh, if you remember, Jacob, during, within the week of the draft, we talked about quarterbacks. We had a whole whole section of the show based on talking about potential quarterbacks and what we thought of them. If you remember correctly, Jacob, I said I thought this kid had three potentials of making him great. One was his ability to move around in the pocket. The other was uh, – I can't remember what they all were. One of them was his release. It was a quick, short release. I liked it a lot. And his always oh, his ability to use his legs when he needed to, but he's not ready yet. And because he's not ready yet, and because the Titans are a mediocre team at best, I'm going to also go ahead and give. Well, I'm going to go ahead and join Jacob and take the Chiefs. All right. Uh, so there you have it. Those are our picks, Paul. Thank you. I'm sure that we'll uh, we'll have some reckoning next week because you and Tommy are definitely in different places this week. And I'll be making up ground on both of you. Um, so, <laughs> well, good dream luck, on. gentlemen. You're going to need it. All right, Trey Wingo coming up next as we continue on Sports Daily on a Friday edition. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.